Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash the vulnerable scientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. That was the first time getting out of the country in a capacity that I'm going as a as a student to do research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 sure. So the three months actually we very that was so short <laughs> from 17th February 2019 to 17th May 20. Uh, no, that was um 17. Oh yeah, 2019 again to 17 May 2019. It was so short actually. It was full of uh, happiness. Doing a lot of things. Yeah. So we're in Erie. Um, because I took unit was under innovation. I was assigned to two groups. So apart from being in TQ unit, I was also, uh, assigned to, I wasn't actually assigned. I, was, I used to come to lab five. Yeah. I knew some people there. There was, um, someone who was working under Nicholas Vite. Uh, he was called Robert. He's now doing PhD. Not the other Robert, but the different Robert. Yeah, yeah there was yeah. another Robert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so he was, he was doing some work on African swine fever. Mm-hmm. That's when I learned here that there are people working on African swine fever mm-hmm. vaccine. Mm-hmm. Something that I never knew that there's a vaccine being worked on. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I saw with my eyes people working on P67 vaccine, their subunit. Mm-hmm. I met people in Lab 5. Now they started explaining to me, we do it here. Mm-hmm. We are researching it now. Yeah, so, uh, so, uh, one thing that I, someone told me in Malawi before I left was, when you go to Kenya, actually it was, uh, the head, the supervisor at Center for Ticks and Disease. When you go to Kenya, open up your eyes. Familiarize yourself. Make connections. As that. Make, uh, make friends with a lot of people. Knew a lot of things. Don't go there because you are going there for this East Coast fever internship. No. Spread up your ideas and, uh, Learn a lot of things. It will help you to shape your research career. Yeah. So now that time I'd made up my mind, like, I think this is the decision I should take. Uh, that may, made, making up my mind, I did that when I was in Erie. That I think this is the decision for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I was in Erie. It cemented it. Yes. Mm-hmm. He and Erie. So apart from working in Tikuni, because in Tikuni were doing a lot of, uh, the East Coast fever research was mm-hmm. being done in Tikuni. I was just supporting, helping them. And, uh, day to day, uh, breeding of ticks, mm. assisting in taking care of animals, mm. yeah, experimental animals in the unit. Mm. Yeah. And, and then, apart from that, in lab five, I was, uh, uh, assisting also, there was, uh, the Africa Swine Fever mm. project. Yeah. So I was just there. And of course, I was just spectating. So mm. they were telling me, uh, give me a pipette. Mm. Uh, give me this a box of tips. Uh, give me this and that, so I'll just ask questions. What are you doing here? Uh, I remember I knew a lot of uh, virological essays that time. I remember Rosemary, Sire, uh, late Joseph, um, Elias, who else? Edwina, 
Christine. Not not Christine as a supervisor, the one who no, but uh Christine she's a teacher associate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all these people actually helped me like I, I was just watching what they are doing and learning two mm-hmm. things. Out of virological essays. Some of them very complicated, like Luciferous essays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something which I have never learned in my life. I don't know them, but I knew them here. Wait. How is it like moving you talked about cities. Yes. But how is it moving from you know that uh, place mm. um how do you say a research lab in Malawi to an international lab? How different is it? Well like, well structure wise in uh, I think the difference comes in different aspects. Mm. The organization itself, mm. how the place looks, mm. uh the facilities as well. Yeah, that is true. The facilities here are very much advanced. Mm. Yeah, because they only did the technology transfer a long time ago. Mm. So they still have those things which they are using back then. Mm. And also that it's a small area, it's a small center, there's no much. Mm. Yeah, so coming to an international research institute like Erie, mm. something like such heaven, to be mm. honest. They are advanced machines, advanced people are well knowledgeable, mm. advanced in, um, in research skills, a lot of things. That mm. Yeah, so coming from that setting, coming to this setting was like now upgrading my knowledge. Not only knowing, but also the skills as well. Because here I was put, I was placed on a hands-on basis. Yeah, they used to show me first of all, and later on, let me do it. Yeah, like the tick breeding we are doing in tick unit, even lab five, some of the essays, I was doing them myself. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, yes, yeah, so, um, to be, so, in summary, the intent, the three months internship, to me, was like, uh, exploring a lot of things in science and research. Yeah, so apart from that, I had an opportunity of attending some of the conferences that were happening in Erie. One of the notable ones that I, I still remember was the African Vaccinology Network. There was a workshop here in April. Yeah, for the African vaccinologist scientists. So people are presenting things, people from Camry, people from across Africa, others even from abroad, like Spain, US, they were invited to present. So I could see people doing research on malaria vaccines, um, doing things on different vaccines, even human vaccines as well. Yeah, there was someone from Tanzania was working on rotavirus vaccine. Yeah, a lot of things. So I began to now stretch in my my, uh, what I was thinking as far as the research is concerned. Mm. That's when I, I confirmed to say veterinary medicine is not all about just treating. There's a lot just you can do. Your, yes. Your <laughs> Behind the cow. Mm. Yeah. So that's when I read, like, I think the knowledge that I've gained in school, mm. I started cementing myself. The knowledge that I've gained in Luana, mm. in school, in, I can use it now to do a lot. Yeah. When he is, when I was here doing internship in Kenya, that's when I realized that Kenya, they have done a lot even researching about different diseases here in Kenya. Yeah. I'll give you one example. If you are going to Google today, a blessed brucellosis in Malawi, you will find a paper, maybe 1975, it was a report, maybe recently, maybe two years ago, maybe a cohort in a hospital or something like that. But the prevalence is not known. That has not been researched on. And it's not only that. There are a lot of diseases which are gray areas. 
So when I was here as an intern, that's when I made up my mind. I think I took this direction. Mm. When I gain this knowledge, perhaps I do masters mm. or maybe in the future I do PhD. Mm. I want to be established in my country, Malawi, mm. as a researcher mm. working on different uh, diseases affecting both humans and animals, particularly zoonosis. Yeah, so when the fellowship was coming to an end, to be honest, it was really sad. Mm. Why? The life I've had in Kenya. Yeah. That was life at another level. And I'm going back. Mm. So it was really sad. Yeah. But I'd made a lot of friends by that time. I'd made a, I'd made a lot of connections. Uh, a lot of uh, network. Not connections as such, but network. I'd mm. made a very good network mm. with a lot of people. I knew a lot of people. I remember uh, Dr. Nicholas Vitek, I knew him that time. Mm. Uh, Dr. Edward Okoth, I knew him that time. Hector Patel. Uh, actually, Hector, I knew her name way back because she did some, uh, she used, she did right. some, in, in a number of articles on East Coast Fever. Mm. So I knew her name, like Hector Patio, but I didn't know who Hector is. Oh, until I came to Kenya. Yes. Mm. Like, until I came to Kenya, that's when I saw Hector. Mm. Yeah, so. But then how is it? Ever tell me about that. How is it? Like when you're reading about something, you're a student. You're reading about certain things. Mm. Then you read about you read on papers, published oh. papers. Yes. Then you finally meet that person mm. who wrote those things. Yeah. How is it? You feel like you have seen God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you feel like you have seen God. Mm. Yeah. You get super excited and start telling him, no, I've read your paper, I've read this paper, I've mm-hmm. read this paper. The moment I met Hector, like, mm-hmm. this is Hector Patel, but then she was the, uh, actually the current position she was holding as the Biosciences Communications Manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for Biosciences, and also a scientist. So when I, when I met her face-to-face, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I met Eric Fev, mm-hmm. Professor Eric Fev. Mm-hmm. I read one of his papers mm-hmm. way back mm-hmm. when we were doing public health. Mm-hmm. So I went online, we were given an assignment mm. to Google some of the zoonoses and, um, yeah, some of the zoonoses. Then I found a paper that was published mm. and one of the authors there was Professor Eric Fev. Mm. I met him face to face. Another person, yeah, actually another person was, um, if I remember correctly, Another person was uh, Steve Maula. Of course, he, he is the former boss, the former manager of Tiki Unit. He retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him also on the East Coast Fever papers. Yes. Naftali as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, papers I read that he had published. Um, a number of people. Vishnene. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. People like Anna Lacasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had read some of the papers way before, like mm-hmm. African Swine Fever. Then you see the, the person. Now I see the person face to face. Yeah, especially the first person that I met that now I was like, wow, was Hector. Mm. Because, you know, because of the East Coast fever, fever. and also Naftali. Mm. So it was like, you have seen God. <laughs> that paper you. that I was reading, the name behind is this person. Wow. But then let me tell you, mm. when I was, uh, come, I had been given the opportunity and I was like, let me read about my plasma. Then the, every, everything that I'm reading about, I'm, mm. I'm seeing some names, you know, some hot mm. names. Yes. Of course, you already, you know about your supervisor and you see her name in different papers, but when you see different people, you're like, okay, who are these people? But you don't really think about it until, you, you're in the lab and you see some pipettes written those names mm. or errors, some parts of fridges that are written those, those names that mm. you're reading. It's just, even if you don't meet them, some people yes. you meet them, mm. like recently I met some, 
like these are the people that I've been reading them. You know, the I've been referencing their mm. work yes. on my. Then you meet them in person mm. and you do the work in, like together and they teach you something. It's yes. Mm. Yeah. One of the person I even told him um, when I came to Iri mm. that okay the whole the first vaccine to be produced for East Coast fever the ITM the first ITM mm. I was told one of the person that worked on that first vaccine mm. was Roger Perry. Mm. The, 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 the yes, Roger Perry. I met him face to face. Now mm. I was like Roger Perry, they're talking about is you. Mm. Wow. This is amazing. It's like meeting a legend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. I talked to Rojape because, you know, when I was here in Erie, I was quite active. Mm. So I used to attend uh, Baker seminars. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So I used to attend a lot of seminars, even for Erivac, the ones we do every Tuesday. Mm. But by then it was physical. Mm. Um, yeah. Before the pandemic. So yeah, I used to attend. So that's when I see those people face to face. Wow. So and so is this one. Mm. Wow. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So my intent was, because it was cut short, because it was only for three months. Yeah. yeah. So I, I will, go I go back home. Uh, so when I was leaving, it was really quite sad. Mm. Of course. Uh, I, I had hopes. I'm going to come back one day. Mm. I'm going to come back. I just had hopes that time that I'm going to come back. Yeah. And uh, the project I'm in right now, I knew about it that time when I was an Indian. The poster was already out. Mm. Uh, but I didn't know. The first, uh, I had met Linda at that time. Yeah. But I didn't know that one day I'll find myself in that mm. project. I didn't know. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So when I came back, I went back to Malawi. I remember it was on a Friday. Mm. 17th was on a Friday. Mm. 17th of uh, <laughs> May. It was on a Friday. Yeah, I took, I, 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 uh, the plane took off around 12 midday by two hours. It was only two hours straight flight to Malawi. Yeah. Then by 2 p.m. I was in Malawi. And, uh, the same driver who came and dropped me was the film who was trying to come and pick me. Mm. So I had millions and millions of stories to tell. Okay. Yeah. So it was like back to default settings. I left Malawi when it was raining in February. I came back in May when it's dry. Mm. Now the environment has changed. Wow. Wow. Oh, it's, back, it's good to be back. The driver was asking me, how is Kenya? All sorts of things. Uh, we went back to the university. Yeah, so they invited me to the faculty. And uh, the dean asked me, how was Kenya? Mm. He, he did his uh, studies here oh. in the University of Nairobi. So he told me, did you visit Kabete? He said, yeah, Roa Kabete, Upper Kabete. Mm. I've been to, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was there. One of the uh, former classmates is there as a professor. Mm. We are together. So, yeah, so it was quite exciting. So that was uh, May. In um, the same month, we had elections in Malawi. Mm. Voting, yeah. So I participated in the elections of 2019. Mm. And uh, June, that time I had fi- now started writing reports, preparing for the defense. I defended my project on 27th of July uh, 2019. That's when I defended my undergraduate thesis. Hey, officially, so yes, I officially marking the end of school mm. for undergraduate. Mm. Yeah, so after that, uh, it only took was it two weeks? That's when I was having the interview. That was in August. Mm-hmm. I did my interview for the current graduate fellowship mm. in August. Mm. 
yeah, we had a bit of instability in the country at that time because uh, after the elections, some parties didn't accept the results, so we had a, it was instability. Okay, in short, the elections were rigged, so mm. there was some evidence, uh, yeah, of that. So, um, of course, we went ag- went again for voting in 2020. I was not there. I was here in Kenya at that time. Yeah, but that time there was a bit of instability. So I went back home. I was, okay, so what happened? Soon after I finished, I have to mention that uh, Lirongwa Drift Trust had a project on African swine fever. So the, what they were doing, they wanted to look for ticks, those ticks, the ones which transmit now, uh, the vectors for African swine fever in uh, the Warthogs. Warthogs is uh, a bush pig, uh, it's uh, a, a wild animal that also is a carrier of African soil fever virus. So they are looking for these ticks in the barrels. Try to con- Later on, they wanted to compare the strains which are circulating in the domestic pigs and the strains which are circulating in the wildlife. So I joined that team, and it would be because of, of the experience that I've had in Kenya, they made me field coordinator for that project. So I was busy that August. And, you know, I'm, I'm still in the capital, uh, luckily enough, I'm still staying at that same university in the same hostel. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I was earning a living for myself because I was being given an allowance. So I was coordinating the field, sampling pigs, yeah, and collecting ticks as well in the month of August. Two weeks within, then I had that interview. I did that interview now when I was in Rumbi. I went to see my dad. Mm. So when I was in Rumbi, that's when I did uh, the interview. Actually, I did that interview at the my primary school, mm. at that same daycare center, yeah. they had a good Wi-Fi, so I went there, I paid for it, and then that's where I did the interview. Mm. Yeah. So after that, I came back to the city because the project was continuing. Mm. Yeah. So within uh, the school was planning a trip for the first vets to graduate to go to UK mm. expedition. Uh, the school arranged for that. So, being the first class, they have to make it to make it of something that very interesting and appetizing, and uh, making it like we should enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. So, the school was organizing a trip that we had to go in September to UK. Yeah. So, after I did the interview for the graduate fellowship in August, I went back to the city in in uh, Lilongwe, continued the project. Um, we are supposed to leave for UK on 20, we left on 27th of August. I received the offer letter for the graduate fellowship on 25th of August. That's when I received. I remember I was at a friend's place in town. Uh, one of my former, play, we were together in primary school. So he, he went to do laboratory science. So he started working in the capital. So I was at his house. Yeah, so it was in the afternoon. I slept on the sofa seat. And then when I woke up, I saw a message on my phone. I checked this email. Congratulations. You have been awarded the fellowship of my dear. How? I'm going back to Kenya. I was all over celebrating. I took a screenshot the upper section, of course, not all the details of the offer letter. Posted it on WhatsApp. Oh, I was super excited. To God be the glory. That's what I wrote. Then. I'm going back to Kenya. Yeah, people were sending congratulations. Oh, congratulations! You've gotten your master's before graduation. Wow, this is. Oh, you hadn't graduated. I hadn't graduated. By then, we we're waiting for graduation now, and the final results. Now that you are going to graduate with either a first class or second upper, we're not yet out. 
were just defended, yes, mm-hmm. but waiting for the results to be out. So you uh, just done with school? Done with school, that's all. Yeah, so that was still August, mid-August. Then, with that excitement, the trip to UK. So out of my classmates, I think, uh, to be honest, uh, we were only two people who had been in a plane before. <laughs> that time we used Ethiopian Airlines. So we, from Malawi, we passed through Ethiopia and then we went to UK. Yeah, that was another exciting expedition, my dear. I even have a lot of photos of it. Yeah, it was like again landing on the moon. Yeah, in one year. So that same 2019, I came to Kenya. That same 2019, I was going to UK. And I was expected to come back to Kenya that same 2019. Mm. So it was a year of breakthroughs for me. Mm. I was seeing that my middle name is playing a bigger role. I'm really lucky. <laughs> yeah. So we went to, we try, we, take, we took off for UK on 28th mm. of August. Um, so that time I started receiving emails already from the uh, Jomo Kenya to invest of uh, and technology here. That you are, the schools are opening in September. You need to be here to start the registration process and the like. Yeah, so I made clear that I'm I'm in UK. I'll be back. I came back on I think it was tenth, yeah, tenth or twelfth. Yeah, so I I will join them when I join my colleagues when they already started learning here masters. Yeah. So the results, the final results came out when we were in UK. It was, I think, math. It was uh, on second of September. That's when the final results were coming out. That mm-hmm. you are graduating with, because uh, I graduated with a second upper class mm-hmm. uh, degree. Yeah. So the final results came out that time. Yeah. Sure. So I had like a complete transcript that time. Yeah. So when we traveled, uh, we took off from UK, passed through Addis Ababa. I remember when I was in Addis Ababa that evening, because we took off in Malawi at three p.m. Mm-hmm. around three thirty. We reached at the suburba around eight mm. at night. We took off from at the suburb going to UK at nine o'clock. Mm. I remember the time properly. We just exchanged flights. Mm. Yeah, somewhere there. So when not at the suburb, I made a video phone call to Linda. Uh by that time say I've confirmed that I'm coming back to Kenya. Mm. Hi Linda, how is Kenya? Mm. Uh, Kenya is fine. Ah, I'm traveling to UK right now. Wow, oh, where are you? I'm, I'm in Ethiopia. I'm in Bali International Airport. Yeah, and it's one of the biggest airports in Africa, by the way. Yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah. So, with my colleagues. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in Ethiopia at that time, actually. Yeah, so I'm like, now I'm seeing countries. Yeah, so we took off. It was a quite a long journey, but very interesting. I watched a lot of movies that night in the plane. Uh, we had very nice company. We had the food three times. We are saved that when we just took off 12 midnight and it was around 4 a.m. We were still up there. Mm. We were saved breakfast. We reached, uh, Heathrow around 6 a.m. in the morning. Reaching Heathrow Airport. I only saw Heathrow Airport in movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw Heathrow Airport in movies. That was the first time I'm seeing the airport with, I am in the airport actually. So we are going to Scotland. We're not going to England. We're not ending up in London. We're going to Scotland. So, yeah. So from there, we connected with another flight from London to Edinburgh. We reached Edinburgh around midday. Broad day, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. So the guys who are receiving us were already there. Wow. It was so exciting. 
Uh, I remember that was the first time riding in uh, which car was a um, Range Rover Discovery. Mm. Uh, the uh, the team which was picking us there were three sets of cars: a Range Rover, uh, there was a minibus, and a van. So myself and the two guys were in the in the Range Rover. I made a lot of selfies while inside, mm. posting live on. I'm telling you all the way from Malawi up to UK. The status were numerous on WhatsApp. <laughs> you could even hardly see the dots. Yeah. Think. <laughs> Taking pictures in the plane everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I even made a live broadcast on on. But then Facebook had not yet started, mm. so I made the video and the I'm like the Range Rover Discovery. Yeah. Oh Promotion. Oh elections. Yeah, so when we reached Edinburgh from the airport, wow, it was nice. We were staying in um, Abadawa, uh, in yeah, in Edinburgh, Abadawa, Abadawa. So uh, the expedition was supposed to be for two weeks. We were supposed to be exposed to a number of things, ventilated, of course. So we are distribute, we are spread out. So two, we are placed in pairs. See, we are twelve. So the first day we all went to animal clinics, so in Denfemlin, places around. The, se- the same with the second day. The third day we we were now traveling as a group. We went to different places, touring Edinburgh City, went to Edinburgh uh, Parliament. We traveled several places. Yeah. Now one thing happened. Way back, we now still in primary school. There was a book in the library. Uh, where. Uh, the book was titled Dory the Sheep. Dory the Sheep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dory the Sheep is the sheep that was... Uh, okay. It was the sheep that uh, that grew from the lab. They grew from the lab. Mm. Just cells. Set from the lab. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to, to a full sheep, actually. That thing happened at Royal Dick University of mm-hmm. our College of Veterinary Sciences and the University of Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. The actual institute is Roslyn Institute. Mm. Yeah. So I read more about it while in college, mm. about uh, that ship, which was say, created straight from the lab, mm. just cells, and then it growing, growing it from the lab. Mm. Yeah. So, but I didn't know that Edinburgh, the Roslyn is in Edinburgh. Until the day we went there. So we, we reached Eden, we reached that date was on Wednesday, remember? Mm. We reached the Royal Dick College of uh, Veterinary Medicine. Mm. And I'm like, ah, but this place, I have read about this place somewhere. Mm-hmm. Isn't it this place where Dory the sheep was? I said, yes, see, actually, that is the institute. Mm. I was like, oh my god, what? <laughs> I really wanted to see in my life. I told myself, I think I need to see where these people did this. The Roslyn Institute, that's where they even have like a picture mm. of uh, Dore, the sheep. And uh, yeah, of course it died a long time ago. Mm. Yeah, but that that breakthrough alone that we can grow eh, from single cell mm. in the lab to a full animal. Mm. Yeah, that they, I'm told the place also won a prize. I don't know if it was Nobibi's prize or something because of that science. Why did they do that? I think it was, you know, in genetics. Mm. Over time, they started experimenting. How can we, uh, you know, with the cells, uh, yeah, something like that. 
like just advancement in genetics. Yeah, I think that thing has led to a lot of breakthroughs in terms of genetics is concerned. So if you are able to grow something from a single cell in the lab, it's possible, yeah, to to do a lot of things that can advance maybe um, animal science in food safety and a lot of things. Yeah, sure. So we reached. They showed us the place around. We went to classes. We went to offices until we reached the Rosen Institute. I was just smiling all over in the corridor, like, oh man, this place. So I met Doctor Adrian Mwonge. He's Ugandan, but he works there now. Um, a lot of people. I met Lisa Borden. She's also working on antimicrobial resistance. That's when I started also getting more interest of antimicrobial resistance as well. Of course, I learned some of it here in Iri. Yeah. So I was all over taking pictures, posting on Facebook, talking about stories about those blood plays. Yeah. So the expedition was so wonderful. We went to, so after that, we went to Edinburgh Castle. Yeah. That was the first time riding in a double deck bus. <laughs> sitting on top, mm-hmm. things that I only saw in movies. <laughs> Man, yeah. We went to Edinburgh Parliament. Yeah. There's one organization that was uh, part of uh, funders of the Center for Ticks and Tibon Diseases in Malawi. Mm-hmm. It's called GovMed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's here also here. Yeah. yeah, the office are here. The headquarters is in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. I met uh, one of the senior um, directors by then. When we had the parliament. Mm-hmm. So one of them told me, ah, that guy works for government. Like, government. Government. Like G-A-V. Med. Global Alliance for Veterinary uh, Medicine. Um, uh, medicines. Yes. Actually, the headquarters is here in Edinburgh. I was like, what? Wow. So there was a day we were given a time to make some personal arrangements. If you have relatives in Edinburgh, you can visit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I made an appointment with this guy to meet him. <laughs> relative. He became a relative. Yeah, so I told them I'm going to meet someone at government. So uh, they arranged for me from where we were staying, a car, to pick me from there up to government. I went to government and met headquarters. Yeah, I met a number of people there that were still in contact up to today. Yeah. So I said government was one of the organizations that I really wanted to know more about them because they were funding those studies on East Coast fever. Yeah. So, yeah. So apart from that, yeah, so after that time, we had only, how many days? We had only four days remaining for the expedition to be over. Yeah, so we went to, on that, it was on a Saturday. Yeah, so previously they, we, they asked us when the arrangement that, do you want to watch one of the matches for Premier League live? Yes. Yeah, so we had accepted, like, yeah, we're going to watch. Yeah, so they said there was one of, one of those weekends was a match. Manchester City versus Watford. Yes. We traveled in a bus, they are in the bus, from Edinburgh to Manchester. Yes. Eh? <laughs> to Manchester. Eh? <laughs> and then when we reached Manchester, we went to Etihad Stadium. Mm. Yeah. I'm with, I'm, till today, mm. I'm a support of Manchester City because that's the only team I've watched live playing. Before that, you were supposed to... Uh, that time, I was, um, I was, you know, just a fan of Arsenal sometimes. Sometimes Manchester United. What's wrong with that? Yeah. But <laughs> now, so... <laughs> yeah. That time, I think Facebook had, Facebook had started these live uh, videos at that time. I made a live video inside the stadium and posted on Facebook. I'm live here. I'm seeing Aguero. Yeah. <laughs> and my friends back home were like, What? 
Yeah, we are watching the match here on TV and they're watching it daddy. Okay. We are here. That's nice. I, I saw first I saw Guardiola face with my own eyes. Because what happens normally in stadiums is like um the team will only come to play the match close to the time of playing. But normally supporters they come maybe in the morning. We arrived around the game started around 3 p.m. We arrived there around 11. So we are outside the stadium buying jerseys. They label for you the name. I have a jersey in my house written for Manchester City, written Amos. Yeah, I still have it. Original, not the one I bought, not buying it on the market, but I got it straight from outside the stadium. They normally sell outside, so you there's a blinding point. So you just mention your name and they blend it for you. And the scarf as well. I'll have to have, like to have one for us now. Ah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we went in the stadium. The match started. I remember that game. Uh, Man City won 7 1. Mm. Yeah, with what for? Uh, what against what for? What? 7? Yeah, it was, it was yeah, 7 1. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So it was, I was so excited actually. So we came back to Edinburgh at night, of course. It was the match in the evening. But before we leave, we toured Manchester City. Around the city of Manchester, mm. yeah. So I really enjoyed in Manchester. I really enjoyed that weekend, and we came back to Edinburgh. So now we are just now preparing for going back. So mm. there was a time we had a time they asked us if you have anything to shop. There was a day we just went for shopping. Uh, that's where I shopped uh, the, my bag, the bag that I carry, like that one. Mm. That I got it in UK, and uh, some shoes, some other things for my siblings, mm. Samson and Alice. Um, then, yeah, few things that I, I could manage to buy that time. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. So after that, then the time of coming back had come. We, yeah, we traveled back from, uh, UK. So, but the school, when, before we took off, Luana, my school had arranged that from UK, we're going to spend one week in Ethiopia. Mm. One of the professors who was teaching us, late Professor Milaku, he passed on last year. Um, he was from Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. So he had made an arrangement with Hawasa University that mm-hmm. we spent some time in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, <clears throat> in, no, it's in Hawasa City. Okay. Hawasa City is the south of Addis. So from Addis, mm-hmm. we had to go to Hawasa, okay. Hawasa University. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so from UK, it was in the we we arrived we uh we took off from Edinburgh. It was in the afternoon as well. We arrived in London around six p.m. We took a flight. We travelled overnight up to Ethiopia. So when we reached Ethiopia, we entered Ethiopia. We stayed in Addis Ababa for two days. We went to the Malawian embassy, and then we travelled now to Hawassa, in the south. Yeah, so we stayed in Hawassa for one week. Uh, we toured around. They showed us some farms. We did some farmers with that vet, our vet work. Yeah, we had a great time in Hawassa. We were staying at the university. Mm. Yeah, so we enjoyed it. Went around. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. Of course, that time, at the end of the week, I got sick. I had to flu. <laughs> yeah, so at the time when I was coming back to Malawi, I had flu. Yeah, so I reached Malawi. I didn't go back to Rumpi because of the time I was on. Mm. We, we arrived on Sunday. I was supposed to take off on Wednesday, coming here to Kenya now. So on Sunday, I arrived, we arrived in Malawi. On Monday, I had to send those materials back home. Yeah. So on Monday, I traveled to the, I was told I need to get all the details, the transcript, everything I had to get. So I was arranging for me coming to Kenya. So Monday and Tuesday, I was just doing that. 
uh, on Wednesday, I want Kekio mm-hmm. coming to Kenya. 